today on the Tearsheet Podcast. We achieved massive scale with those guys. And believe it or not, by March or April, in the tail end of, of the PPP program in 2021, Acrylis was processing something like 65 to 75% of all PPP loan applications nationally. So we ended up doing it at a very large scale. And I think the value of automation and human in loop processing versus traditional manual page by page review uh, was really exemplified. Hey, this is Zach Miller, Tearsheets editor in chief. I wanted to tell you about our upcoming Convergence Conference. Banks and top fintechs are both headed in the same direction. They're building products and services to handle an increasing share of their customers' needs. Whether our firm started as a bank or a personal finance app, we're all headed in the same direction. Tearsheet's Convergence Conference explores this trend. With senior speakers from Chase, Citizens, American Express, KeyBank, Anchorage, and more. Go to the Tearsheet website and click Conferences for more information. The Convergence Conference is sponsored by Publicis Sapien. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. One of the major challenges in scaling digital financial solutions is handling of old school paper. Even with all the automation and digitization, documents still need to be processed. And in many cases, humans need to be looped in. Sam Bobley is the co-founder and CEO of Acrylis, which works with firms like Bluevine, Brex, and PayPal to analyze financial documents in any format. Sam joins me on the podcast to talk about the challenges of balancing speed with accuracy in data extraction and fintech, and how the payroll protection program really highlighted the leaders in the space based on their ability to scale up quickly. Sam shares his view on what it takes for the financial industry to move beyond paper to a fully automated ecosystem. He also shares some insights on where he thinks the market is headed, as well as Aquilus's product roadmap. Sam Bobley is my guest today on the Tearsheet Podcast. My name is Sam Bobley. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Acrylis, and we are a fintech infrastructure company that analyzes financial documents of any format or quality with perfect accuracy. Why focus on this, Sam? Like, why, why was this the focus of the company? When we first started building Acrylis, we were just very surprised that there was no technology in the market that could analyze financial documents with a very high degree of accuracy. There were dozens of products out there in the optical character recognition, OCR, data mm-hmm. extraction, data capture space, uh, but almost all of them were, were insufficient when it came to accuracy. They cap out at re- roughly 80 or 85% accuracy, plus or minus, depending on the complexity of the document. So we saw an opportunity to build a unique solution that combines uh, machines and human intelligence to process every document we see with outstanding accuracy. And once we you know, realized that we, we kind of had a, a, a new mousetrap to solve this problem, we then started realizing how many you know, amazing market opportunities there were for the company. And we, we kind of stumbled into the fintech lending space as our, our focal point. And so like specifically for lending, maybe it's worthwhile, like what are the challenges for a lender in terms of getting documentation processed and everything like that? I think that the challenges for lenders is, is – uh, the balance between speed and accuracy. You know, mm-hmm. there's a few different ways that lenders can obtain financial information from borrowers. Uh, there are, are digital connections offered by companies like Plaid and Finicity and Yodely, where a borrower can credential in 
access to their bank account and port information digitally over to the lender. Uh, that's fantastic. And when it works well, it's, it's a very seamless process. Uh, but in many cases, a lender isn't able to get that digital connection uh, and they have, to, they have to review documents. So in, in mortgage, for example, uh, you know, there are hundreds of documents or hundreds of pages of documents that are submitted for every loan application. And the lender has the task of reviewing those documents essentially page by page, line by line to figure out uh, all of the pertinent financial information and to make a decision. And as part of the process, the lender has a, a trade-off decision. How, how quickly do they want to go through the documents um, versus spending more time to go through the documents more diligently and focusing on the accuracy? So with Oculus, we, we you know, created a solution that allowed a lender to, to both optimize the speed and accuracy of the review process. We, we've heard from a lot of lenders as well um, that not only do they have to review the documents, they, they're, they're reformatting them into an Excel or something like that and then using the Excel to work off of. Is that also an issue, like sort of um, different media that they use in terms of being able to process these documents? You, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, standardization and data normalization is, is one of the biggest challenges. Uh, you know, bank statements and pay stubs can come from hundreds or thousands of different financial institutions, each has its own format and layout and so forth. And, you know, it, it's difficult to make all of sense of all of that data in a normalized format. And then when you throw in the digital connectivity that I mentioned earlier, you know, data being ported in directly from financial institutions, you get this kind of hodgepodge of different, you know, diverse data streams. What Acrylis helps lenders do is normalize the data. So data from documents of any format is or quality, as well as data directly imported from a financial institution, regardless of where it comes from, Oculus can help the lender normalize the data into, into, into cash flow scores, income calculations, and analytics that, uh, you know, that, that, that help determine the borrower's financial health. As you're talking, Sam, I'm, I'm a bit older than you are, and I'm, I'm just thinking like, you know, in the late 90s, we were talking about like paperless organization, right? And um, it sounds like we're still just awash in physical documents uh, in the financial industry. Like, um, is where is the industry, I guess, in moving towards? You, you mentioned some of those other solutions like, you know, like Plaid and, and Finicity. But where are we in that in sort of transition from paper-based to really digital-based? We're definitely making progress. You know, we I think we've we've at least we're at least getting from paper to uh to the PDF. Uh, <laughs> in terms of going full digital, I think it, it's going to take uh it's going to take longer. You know, we 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 are now seeing some forward momentum towards open banking, which you know we are huge supporters of. Uh, we we believe that consumers should own their data and should be able to to port their data digitally to a lender or to a bank, uh, and ultimately, you know, be, be having that portability and and fast and 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 accurate review of data ultimately helps the end consumer in terms of better price transparency and 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 you know accessing credit products at a lower cost. Um, I think in order to to get to that you know full financial nirvana where data can be ported from one system to another, uh, there are a lot of complexities to get there. And Acrylis focuses on being the bridge. You know, we, we want to provide all of the digital options where possible. We do have a partnership with Plaid where we offer our lender customers the ability to implement Plaid and port in digital banking data. Uh, but we also can handle the, you know, the mid and long tail. So the, the, the documents that are submitted as part of the application process that are uploaded, Acrylis can support the full boat. And, you know, with, with, 
with the movement towards digital, it's it's a very complex issue. Uh, you know, one, there's a, a regulatory component of the government mandating standards around open banking. And then secondly, there's a, a technical component, and particularly in the U.S., where the, the financial landscape is so fragmented and there are literally thousands of financial institutions, it, it's, it's very difficult for all of those institutions to all of a sudden have modern technical architecture in order to you know, to, to share their data uh, in an appropriate way. So I think there are going to be a number of steps in order to ultimately get to a world where data can be ported from one system to another. And we are one of the leading technologies that, you know, our, our goal is to lead the charge on on helping to make that transformation as smooth as possible. Interesting. And and who's Ocrealis' like typical client? Can you um, can you describe, I guess, who, who your customers, what they look like, sort of what their challenges are as well. I mean, you sort of did the challenges piece already, but but who are they? Are they on, on, are they on the more digital side? Or are they on the more traditional side? Absolutely. So you know, we we power the fintech lending ecosystem. So Oculus has more than a hundred customers in the fintech lending space. We started in the small business lending space. Our core product is a bank statement analysis product that performs uh, cash flow scoring for for small businesses. And we have many of the leading fintech small business lenders on the platform. Folks like PayPal, Square, Brex, Bluevine, Innova, uh, mm-hmm. you know, m- most of the big players are now using Acrylis as part of their underwriting automation. Uh, we use the small business lending uh, market as, as the, the launching pad to do the same thing in other asset classes. So after that, we built out an income verification product where we could analyze pay stubs and W-2s. We launched with several of the leading consumer fintech lenders, folks like SoFi and Lending Club. Uh, and then even more recently, we said, hey, you know, the world's changing and traditional financial institutions are now you know, moving towards building digital lending flows. Uh, so our goal was let's do the exact same thing on a larger scale with mortgage lenders and traditional banks. So we're, we're earlier in that part of our journey, but uh, you know, the, the macro tailwinds around process automation, as well as modernizing credit decisioning uh, are, are really playing to our favor. And, you know, today we're, we're focused on uh, launching our product suite with mortgage lenders and banks and continuing to grow our FinTech lending customer base as well. So, so it sounds like you kind of have like a land and expand type um, marketing or, or go to market strategy where you can get in with one of the products to a, to a client and expand it to some other areas. Well, how, how, how do you get customers in the first place? Like what, how do you have a direct sales force, um, content marketing? What are you guys doing to get people, get new prospects? We, we all of the above. I mean, mm-hmm. at this, we're we're fortunate now that at this, uh, at this stage, you know, the, the company has been around for seven years. We've raised, uh, We've raised many millions of dollars in venture capital, and we now have a very mature sales and marketing organization where, uh, you know, we go after customers from from every channel possible. Uh, but in the earlier days, you know, we we didn't have that, and we got in contact with many of our early fintech lending customers through warm introductions through our network. We have fantastic investors like QED Investors and FinTech Collective and Oak HCFT and others who helped mm-hmm. us get in touch with these decision makers. And you know, I think really why the pro- why we've been successful is the product sells itself. And when we, you know, when we when we got in contact with these fintech lenders and we encouraged them to do an A/B test to compare the the manual review process that you know was the traditional way that they were analyzing documents versus our API solution where they could send us the documents and we just send them back uh, clean, structured digital data, it became a no-brainer. 
you know, we were able to do the job literally 10x more efficiently than they were able to do it manually. Uh, and it kind of, you know, once we once we got a few fintech lenders on the platform, we created this sense of of FOMO in the industry, where mm-hmm. lenders who were using Acrylis could analyze new applications either instantly or at worst within a matter of minutes, whereas lenders who had staff of, of folks reviewing these documents page by page, line by line, were taking hours or days or weeks to, to get around to, to making an offer. And in online lending in particular, uh, a borrower often goes with the first to offer. You know, the, the convenience and, and ease of access of the capital is is super important to the borrower. Mm-hmm. So once we were able to demonstrate that that killer combination of high speed and outstanding accuracy, it, it created a, a, a real impetus for, for most of the market to move in our direction. And now, you know, as I, as I mentioned previously, we're focused on doing the same thing on a larger scale in mortgage and, and, and banking and helping to, to really streamline these credit decisioning processes. And and who's the typical decision maker that you're selling to inside? I guess on on the fintech side, is it the head of risk? Is it is a product person? Initially, it was more of a product or operations person. I think mm-hmm. the, the 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 most obvious value proposition for Acrylis is the opex. You know, just mm-hmm. just reducing the cost and increasing the speed of doing this work. Over time, as our company has gotten bigger and our technology has gotten more sophisticated, we've we've really we've really evolved to targeting the chief risk officer. Mm-hmm. Um, about eighteen months ago or so, we we brought on uh, a guy named David Snitkoff, who was the former co-founder of Orchard Platform. He was really a role sure. model for me when I was first entering the fintech space and learning about fintech lending. He sold his company Orchard to Cabbage, and he went on to run uh, data strategy at Cabbage, data strategy and analytics. And then about 18 months ago, we were fortunate enough to get him to, to come over to Acrylis and join and build out our analytics function. Uh, you know, Because we take every document and turn it into highly accurate data, it puts us in an awesome position to then layer on fraud detection, cash flow scoring, and additional business intelligence on top of the data. And that that component of our business has become much more mature over time. And as the analytics component has become more mature, and we've been able to prove to customers that you know our, our analytics are more effective at evaluating risk than what they were previously using in their credit models, it's changed the conversation completely. And we, we've now been able to demonstrate with, with certain fintech lender customers a, a 20% lift in predicting default and up to a three three and a half x improvement in our ability to detect fraudulent applications. And when you can kind of raise the conversation, elevate the conversation to managing risk and really impacting portfolio performance, it, it's a different ball game. And we're, we're super excited about you know the direction of doubling down on our analytics strategy. And I want to go back to something you said earlier in the conversation, Sam. You talked about this trade-off between speed and, and accuracy, and obviously, we just went through, or still going through, uh, an incredibly trying time in, in 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 the world and in the economy, and particularly with the PPP. Uh, you know, from what I've heard and, and some of the guests on the show, like the sheer volume of of applications, particularly for particularly for traditional uh, financial institutions, was way beyond sort of their their capacity to uh, to. To, to process them. Like, can you take us through like some of the work that you guys did during that time? Absolutely. And, you know, glad you asked because I think the, the PPP program really highlights the benefits of an infrastructure technology like Acrylis. Uh, when, when PPP first hit, banks and lenders were figuring out, you know, how, how would they process an unpredictable amount of applications? Uh, and in a normal, in the normal course of lending, 
the, the lender usually has at least a rough idea of how many applications might come into uh, come into the doors over the course of a month. Obviously, it can fluctuate plus or minus a bit, but it's it's you know they have a decent sense of what's coming. With PPP, these lenders were completely in the dark. They they understood you know their marketing opportunities and how they would reach out to borrowers, but they didn't really have a good sense of how many applications would come through the door. So you have this classic problem of trying to match supply and demand. So what many of the big banks did is, without exaggeration, they hired hundreds or thousands of temporary workers to come in and sift through uh, PPP-related documents, documents like 941s and 944s and payroll reports and other documents that small business owners were required to submit as part of the PPP application. Uh, and they, they had massive backlogs. You know, the big mm -hmm. banks were taking days or weeks or months to review applications. And many of the small businesses, particularly the main street businesses, your pizza store, your florist, or your nail salon, they weren't getting attention from the big banks because the big banks were catering to their, their large customers. Uh, in contrast, there were a handful of fintech lenders who leaned in to participate in PPP, uh, and many of them used Ocralis to, to power their document automation processes. So in particular, in the first phase of PPP, we launched with customers like Cross River Bank and Square and Bluevine and several others. And in particular, Cross River Bank became a, a major success story for us. Yeah, these were like uh, some of the biggest lenders in PPP, right? Exactly. So, yeah. you know, in 2020, Cross River actually became a, a top three PPP lender nationally in terms of PPP loans originated. Um, and they outperformed, you know, many of the big banks, folks like TD Bank, Citizens, US Bank, PNC did less loans than, than Cross River did. And Cross River had Ocralis in the back end providing this elastic function to flex up and flex down and automatically handle any application that would come in. Uh, we were fortunate and we were able to, to process, you know, many of the, the Cross River loan applications, the Cross River Bank loan applications within eight to 12 minutes, which allowed them to fund within 24 hours. And it was uh, exciting for the company from a corporate social responsibility perspective to be able to help small businesses across the country keep the lights on. And it was just you know, really cool and rewarding experience to go on to Twitter and see, you know, folks, uh, small business owners talking about the great success they had applying to fintechs like Cross River and Square and Bluevine and others and having really smooth borrower experiences. Uh, we then continued to do work for the PPP program in 2021, and we launched with several other fintechs, including Wampley, who became uh, one of the largest PPP lenders nationally, uh, a, a company based in San Francisco called Wampley. Mm -hmm. And we, we achieved massive scale with those guys. And believe it or not, by March or April, in the tail end of, of the PPP program in 2021, Acrylis was processing something like 65 to 75% of all PPP loan applications nationally. So we ended up doing it at a very large scale. And I think the value of automation and human in loop processing versus traditional manual page by page review uh, was really exemplified. That's that's amazing story. Um, in, in the remaining time that we have, Sam, um, Let's look forward. Like, so uh, obviously it sounds like that you have a lot of momentum in the business. Um, what, what are you working on next? I guess in terms of product or in terms of strategy, like what's next up for you guys? We're, we're deep in the mortgage space now. Uh, you know, our, our initial products, our bank statement and income verification products for fintech lenders, uh, we're, 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 we're only covering a few document types, bank statements, pay stubs, W2s, et cetera. 
In the mortgage world, there are quite literally hundreds of different document types that a borrower may be asked to submit. And there are a lot more nuances and edge cases and you know different things that you need to handle. Um, we're, we're pretty far down the path already. We, we support dozens of different document types. We have you know, a, a few dozen mortgage customers already on the platform and successful, uh, but there's a lot more investment to do in terms of really polishing and perfecting our, our, our mortgage product. And that's the focus point of the business. Uh, I think that the timing is great in the sense that the mortgage system was really stressed in 2020 with, uh, you know, similar problems that I described before, uh, d- d- difficulty matching supply and demand, having to process loan applications in a, a work from home environment due to the pandemic. And because of the various stresses on the mortgage system, it's clear that coming out of the pandemic, many of the mortgage lenders are prioritizing process automation and really figuring out ways to add efficiency and scale to their back office. Um, and we we are we are right there to meet the market and to help introduce further automation in the mortgage and banking space. Sam, thanks for joining us on the Tearsheet Podcast. Zach, thanks so much for having me. Really, really a pleasure. Mm-hmm.